Welcome back to first year in medical device sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin. Excited to be coming to you today to just share some more knowledge, share some more experiences, and hopefully help you guys and girls get your territory running where you would like it to, as well as just give you some tips and hopefully just help your career uh, as we go. And so, yeah, today I was thinking about what I wanted to do because we just recorded. We got a, a really special guest coming next week, so I'm excited to share them with you. Uh, but I was going over what, what do I want to go over this week to really help and give them value. And what I really wanted to touch on this week was turning a territory around and what you should be doing to be successful in a territory. And this is also also to get promoted, right? So tips to help you get promoted and also be successful in your territory. And that's what this is really about because so many times I'll talk to people and they'll be like, hey, Jacob, I just broke in, but I don't know what to do. And this is the common myth that happens so many times is that you're going to break into medical device sales and you're going to come with a company and they're going to give you amazing training. And now I'm not saying they're not going to give you amazing training, but the reality is you're going to only have training for maybe one to two weeks normally. And that's not enough to get you guys going because this is what happens. You get all that information and then they're like, oh, you're ready to go break into medical device or you're ready to go after it and you learn all this information. Now go sell. But what happens when you're a brand new seller and the reason I can tell you guys this is because I did it was you get all this information. It was a week or two weeks. You haven't actually been out in the field that long. You haven't had any experiences. You haven't even really talked to any surgeons yet. And then when you go and you finally do what I did, I just drove around and got meetings set when I first got started because I didn't even have my car. I didn't have my computer. I didn't have anything. And I was like, well, I'm not going to just sit here. So I just started driving around and getting stuff set by just Googling offices. Um, then when I sat down, the thing that happened was I did word vomit where you just got told all this great and amazing stuff and why you guys are better than the competitor and why they should use you. And you're all jacked and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go sell all this and make so much money. And then you sit down with a surgeon. And what I, what I learned from experience is normally, instead of actually getting to know the surgeon and see what their needs are, how long have they used your equipment, how, why do they use it? Do they use it because of residency? Did they get switched on it for five years ago because of the rep? Is the rep their best friend and they go golfing with, right? I just was like, they'd be like, who are you with? And I'm like, oh, here's my company. Here's who I'm with. Here's the product I sell. And then I'd go right into my pitch. And the reason I'm telling you guys that is most likely if you are brand new, that is you. <laughs> you, especially if you're a new rep that you, cause you're just like, okay, I got a territory. I got to go hit it. But the reason I'm telling you all this is because the reality is, is when you first get in the first three to six months, I, I say this all the time. I just had this talk. We just got an associate hired in under a year um, with the largest company in the world. And she is now has a new territory. And we were just having the conversation of like, hey, don't sell. Stop trying to sell. Because she had all these plans of like, I need to do this. I need to do that. Oh, I'm going after this big competitor. Oh, I'm going to go get this. And the reality is, is I was like, if you do that, you're going to be having no life, number one, because you're going to be working all the time because you're trying to expand it. Number two, you're going to lose business because she had already told me that there was a hospital that was looking at transferring and going to their competitor. And she would do that and she would run herself into the ground and then she would be mad and call them all idiots in the next year when it was actually she just didn't go and make the relationships that she needed to. So what I mean by that is, guys, normally 
instead of worrying for the first three to six months about how much you're going to go sell and how much money you're going to make. And I, I trust me, I was there. Oh, you want to come in and you want to make a big sale so you can stamp that you know what you're doing and the company made a great hire. But my advice is instead of worrying about all that, actually go and build the relationships with the account you're at. Because just like anything, it takes time. It's a relationship, right? If you guys are out there, if you have a significant other, you probably didn't meet them. And in the first date, be like, okay, let's do everything together. No. If you did, hope it worked out. Um, but like, that's what, the reason I'm saying all that is because it takes time. You got to build a relationship. You got to build that trust, right? And especially for me, I came into a territory where the last rep and the previous rep was not great. Um, when I say not great, like didn't show up at all. Just like got, it was there for nine months to get paid and then really didn't do anything. Hence, that didn't leave a good taste in the mouth of my uh, accounts that I was with. And so when I came in, I was actually on an uphill battle because, oh, I'm the guy taking over for this company. And now they all suck because they never show up for our cases. We get all frustrated, right? And so the reason I'm just saying that for six to 12 months, I just had to sit there and build that relationship. When I said I was going to drop stuff off, I did it. When I said I was going to show up for a case, I did it. When I, was, when I said I could help and I would send an email, I did it, right? That's, I will just make your guys' life easy. If you want to be very successful in medical device sales, you just do what you say you're going to do. If you say you're going to send an email, you send it. If you say you're going to show up at a case, you show up. If you say you're going to help out with something, you do it, right? Because I, I know so many reps that that's what they, oh, I'll be there. And they don't show up for the case. They don't email about not showing up for the case. And then that is how you lose trust. And, and again, most of these reps who will do that, they'll do it to their like smaller accounts or mid-sized accounts. Because again, who are they focused on? Their largest account. But you usually have one or two big accounts and then you have a bunch of medium accounts that make up the majority of your volume. Usually, right? Maybe you have three giant accounts, that'd be great. Um, but the reason I'm just saying that, you guys, is instead of trying to go to sell right away, how about for the first three to six months of your being in your position, you just go build relationships with the people that you're with. How about you know the scrub tech of one of your accounts? How about you have a conversation, get to know them because guess who could probably help you or tell you when their competitors are going, right? How about you actually get to know the nurses and, and the SPD team who's gonna be running your trays and you get to go and get started, right? When I took over, I think I had like 22 accounts right away. There's, right, look at that, 22 accounts to actually just go and build relationships with. I didn't have time to go sell, 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 sell right away. And that, that was my mistake. I was trying to do that. And then it hit me. And I, I, I remember listening to a podcast and it was talking just about sales. And it was talking about how much easier a warm lead is to sell than a, to a cold lead. So for example, when you guys are going and these accounts are already established, guess what? They're already a warm lead. They already have paid money to use you. And they are paying money to use you. So why not go make that relationship amazing because guess what they're probably going to do? They're already cutting POs and checks to you. So you know that they like you or they'll at least use it and they'll at least spend money. So how about you just go build that relationship and grow compared to, oh, I'm going to go get the surgeon where you're going to have to go and stop at the office and prospect. You're going to have to go try to talk to the surgeon. Then you're going to have to go do a lunch. And then you're going to have to have to talk to the lunch. And then, and then that person, even if they decide to go with you, is going to be a little hesitant. And then you have to go have, make sure they have a great first experience. Then you have to make sure they have a good second and third and fourth experience. You got to show up for all of them. And then they still have to decide if they want to use you or not. And so what I'm just saying is you can already see if you don't have access to the places they're at, you don't have access to where they're going, 
you have to do it. It's an uphill battle because they don't believe you because they've been using their stuff for the last five years compared to if you just go into the accounts that you're already working with, you make good relationships with your surgeons that you're already established. If normally you're going to come in unless you're like myself, who's currently at a med tech startup where we had $0 business when I first started, right? Uh, and then when I say $0 business, I mean in my territory. <laughs> we at least had, they were doing very well over in the UK. It was just brand new people here in America. So the reason I'm just saying that is instead of just going in like, hey, I'm going to go sell all the way. How about you go build relationships with your accounts and your surgeons you already have? And I promise you, if you do that for the first three to six months, you'll like how your year is going to turn out because things will start going way better. Um, that's number one with that. Number two, piggybacking off where we were going with that is, again, most of you guys, when you sit down with a surgeon, the first thing you're going to do is like my company and my product does ABDCDEFG, right? And this is where I was really guilty about it. But instead of going right into the benefits and features, you need to know who you're talking to and why you're talking to them. For example, I can't tell you how many times a doctor came in and he's like, we got three minutes. What do you got? Right? They're in and out. They get lunches and this all the time. They don't want to waste their time. So you can go into a quick little, hey, doc, this is what we do. This is what procedures we're a part of. But then you need to start asking and get to know the person. So how many surgeries does that surgeon do? Are they high volume or are they not? right? Because when I first started, I didn't even figure out how to use our CRM. Because again, I didn't have the training. I didn't know how to use the CRM for the first like four months. So it's like, I didn't know if they were high volume or not. And what you guys will learn, welcome to uh, sales is most stats in the CRM are trash. I got the, my favorite one was there was one person who was like, they put that in the CRM, this person was worth $400,000. So I got a meeting set with them and then I got a, a yes for a trial. And I was like, oh my gosh, we are rich. I remember though, at the end of that, getting like getting the trial set, I remember talking to my surgeon and I said, hey, do you know what, what's kind of your volume that you do? You know, are you doing one a week? What, what's it look like? She literally went to her front desk, printed out and actually gave me the volume sheet of how many she did and how much money she produced. <laughs> it was crazy. And Let's just say when it was like 400K, it was like just over 10% of that, 15% of that. Like it wasn't even close to what they said in the CRM. So that's number one is the CRMs, <laughs> they're great, but like usually not the best um, for getting exact details. Um, but number two with that is when you're having those conversations, you just need to know right away, is this person worth like really chasing or not? You know, what's the volume of it? Because I made this mistake and this was a big mistake in my early career is I just wanted to get people on because I was brand new. I had the lowest performing territory in the nation. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need them. But then I realized, you know, I'm, I'm going and spending all my time after these people who might increase it by a thousand, $10,000 a month or something like that, right? And this is what you guys will learn in sales is the, the million dollar deal and the $20,000 deal usually take around the same time, right? You hope, like, here's the thing, you can go do the 20 and 50 and $80,000 deals if they're quick right? They shouldn't take as much process. It should be here in and out. That one's okay. Those ones can be a little faster. But a lot of times what you'll learn is if, like, for example, I, I talk about this story all the time. I had a account that they had 13 physicians and surgeons in there. And so I was like, if I get this account, I just, I hit my quota, like this one account. And so they were asking me to do a trial with them. But 
as I sat there, I actually went through some of the stuff in the office. They had actually had all our equipment for the previous rep who just dropped it off for a trial a couple of years ago and never picked it up. And so then I was learning that then every time I was in there, all they would do is talk trash about like our product. Then they would want more free stuff. And then I, it took me talking to my mentor to realize they were never going to buy. They were never going to purchase. I would go there and they would just talk trash and they would all of this. And I dealt with a bunch of douches. Like that's the easiest way to say it. These physicians were absolute douches. Um, thought they were so God's gift to the freaking world. And then they, my favorite would be like, Oh, we don't got any money. And then literally I'm sitting in the chair while they're talking to their uh, team doing computer work. And I hear the one surgeon who just told me they didn't have any money for us to buy our product saying how he just bought an RV and a brand new Tesla. <laughs> and I was like, and they always would be like, oh, okay, eat ramen forever. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure unless you're eating thousand dollar ramen, I don't know where we're coming from. But that's I'm just laughing and, and giving you guys some jokes is that's that's what you're going to face all the time. Um, and so the reason I'm just saying that is. You need to find where where's worth spending your time because the moment you do that, that's when you're going to change your actual territory, you guys. And that's what changed mine was like, yeah, this could, but will it? And if it did turn into a deal and did turn in, would it affect my territory? That's number one. Number two with that is, do you even want to work with them? Like this is something that's real. Like me being a personal trainer, I learned this real fast. I had people offer me to like do some like crazy training experiences, which would have been cool flying stuff, like doing that thing. But like, it's, do you want to be around them? Do you even want to work with them? I have people who are like, oh, I'll pay you a hundred bucks a half hour. I'm like, no, you're miserable to be around. I, I don't agree with it, half the things you do. And, and again, this is where it's like, it's not about the money for me. I'm, I'm doing this because I love it. Now in sales, you have to do it for the money. But for example, there were surgeons I just, I, did, I refused to work with anymore. They were just douchebags. They were just always rude. They were the worst. They treated the staff like crap. I tried to help. They would always have bad experiences because they wouldn't listen. Then they would yell at me. And then it was just like this bad juju. And it was like, and again, they weren't high performers. It's not like they were absolutely crushing. So when that happened, I was like, I'm going to go find people who are doing way higher volume that I actually enjoy. And what happened was I found those surgeons. Um, one of my surgeons that I, I'm big f fans with, and, and uh, when I say fan, <laughs> we're friends with um, one of my docs, He's awesome. He's a younger dude, really smart. We got we'd go out to dinner, like got got to just know each other, like awesome person. He was always great. He did way more volume than my other person who sucked. And it was like, now I'm with somebody who's awesome, actually knows how to use our stuff because he, he actually had used it before. And he was a joy to be around. And he actually liked me, right? Like it, it was a win, win, win. Right. I was thinking about uh, the office when they're <laughs> it's uh Angela and uh Angela and Oscar and they're like win, win, lose. Win, win. And Michael comes win, win, win. That's every situation I'm ever trying to be in. Win, win, win. You win, they win, we all win. And so that's what I would just say is really find where you need to be spending your time. Number two, when you are going and meeting with those doctors, I'm finally going to wrap it up because you guys are like, you've talked about it four times, but you haven't got to the point. So let's get to the point is when you're talking to your surgeons and you are doing that prospecting, you need to learn, hey, what are, why are they using what they use? Right? Because this is going to be a big difference. If they, a lot of times I used to hear, I've just used it since residency. Oh, so you're not married to it. Oh, no, I, I, it's just what I've used for 15 years. I don't know anything different. Great. Now you know you have an opportunity, right? Compared to, oh, I used to use this and then I made the switch to here. And you can be like, oh, what made you make the switch? Then they tell you. And then you find out, oh, they're best friends with the rep. 
And so, for example, I had this happen where a surgeon had this stuff. He was one of the KOLs I needed at a, a, a big champion at one of the hospitals that they said he was like, there was three people that had to sign off and he was the third. I got the other two. And then he got, I got to him and he was like, I don't care if you're the best product in the world. I've used my rep for seven years. We go golfing on a monthly basis. I'll never use you. So again, that, that is part of this. And it's like, that's where you got to figure out what is their commitment to the product? Is Are they best friends with that uh, competitive sales rep? How long have they been using it? Why do they use it? Do they come up with any frustrations or do they have any problems with what they're currently using? And, and, and what's the main thing they're looking for? So for example, the reason I'll say that is with my product, we won clinical all the time. Like we were just a, a clinical superior product with what it could offer. But, and we had the data to like show all that. And again, that's always going to be what I believe because I, I believed it because I sold it, right? I'm not going to sell anything I don't believe. But the reason I'm saying all that is because we believed it was clinically better. I would go in and start talking to them about clinic. And I'm from Arizona where Arizona, if you guys don't know, is a lot of private. So instead of being like, oh, I don't care. What's the price? Because what happened was a lot of times they would pay out of pocket to get it. And then it came into their bottom line. And so, so many times I walk in and I'm starting to talk clinical. And I heard this a million times. I don't care if it's the best clinical, uh, clinically ever product ever there. Like how much money is it? Because if it's more, I'm not using it, right? That's something to always, okay, is it price? Is that a big thing? I heard this all the time. We're doing a simple procedure. It should take me 10 minutes. The staff needs to know how to set it up. And I don't want to have to turn a 10-minute procedure into a 35-minute procedure or an hour, right? Because it happens if they don't know what they're doing. So, okay, ease of setup with staff. That's a big one. Okay, that's those were like the main two that I would see is like, hey, is it, Okay, there's either gonna they're gonna touch on is it, what's it clinically proved for or is it using is it better than what I'm using? Can it speed up or how does it make my life easier? Do I make more money off it or is it less? Right, because it, it is a business for them as well. But again, it's gonna be a little different. Like for example, when I talk to my people that were in Colorado, most of them are contracted through the hospitals, and so they don't worry about it. The hospitals worry about it. And then when they made a conversion, it would all be all at once. Like every product was all at once compared to here in Arizona where I was, it was all split shares. So that means me and my competitor were on the shelf right next to each other. And then we just had a fight to see which surgeons want to use us, right? So that's a little different than most accounts that I talked to that weren't in my area. And so you just need to find out, are they using it because of clinical? Are they using it because of time, right? What can it save them? What's the, the spend on it, price of it? And then a lot of times it was just, what are the other factors that come into it? And then when I would say, hey, are you having any troubles with this? 95% of the time, they're not going to say yes, because it's an ego thing. No, I, I'm, I'm the best surgeon out there. Why, why would you even ask that? But what then I would say is, oh, no, I totally understand. But from my experience, why we've had surgeons just like yourself, and I might name drop a, a surgeon or two, be like why they made the switch was because they would, they would suffer with A, B, and C. And you just go into things like uh, things that they could face. Like for us, we were in hysteroscopy. So you could be like, oh, we, we suffered with red out. They couldn't have visualization. And and then I would just kind of wait and watch their face. And they'd be like, oh, and I'll be like, oh, does that, has that ever happened to you? And oh, now that you say that, yeah, it has. Great. So now I can go into that conversation. But if they're like, no, I'm the best. No, I've never had any problems. No, it's a, okay, great. They're not really showing you that they're open to being available to think about your product, right? And so you just have to go and test the waters. And then again, the, the last thing I'm going to tell you guys, because this should hopefully just help turn your territory around is, when you guys go for that close, so many people are just like when you guys are trying to break in, they're like, oh, it's going so well. So I just don't want to make it. So what you need to do is say, 
um, do, would you be open to trialing this? And they'll be like, yeah. So everyone, everyone's going to usually say yes because they want to get you out of their office. It's quick. And they know they can get your yes. And this is what makes the good reps from the like great reps. And like, this is how you can get it. It's most reps are too afraid to be like, okay, yeah, sounds great. Thank you. It's, there'll be like the great reps. What they'll do is they will close them multiple times because what they'll do is they'll say, great. Okay. When are your next three cases? Uh, I don't know. That's what they'll always say. Oh, I don't know. And then we'll be like, okay, who's your surgery scheduler? And then you, they'll tell you, oh, it's Sarah. Great. Uh, can, can we go talk with Sarah and get your next three surgeries scheduled? Two things will happen. They'll either be like, yeah, let's go. Or they'll be like, three things will happen, I should say. They'll say, yeah, let's go. Or, uh, no, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Um, or, nah, I'm, uh, I'm not sure about that. Because the reason I'm saying that is the two things. If the other two, if they don't say, yes, let's go get that person. Or they walk you to, because I've had this where they walk you to and say, hey, go set it up. Those other two responses, they're not, they're not bought. And so what you have to say is like when they used to say, no, I'll take care of it. Or they'll be like, um, uh, no, no, we'll, we'll get back to you. It'll be like, doc, I'm a little confused. You just told me you're facing these problems. We just told you we solve them. You said you were opening into trial and now I'm trying to set it with you. And now you're not giving me any information. So how can we set this surgery if you won't give me that? And you just need to find out no different than when you're trying to break in that objection handling. What is the reason that they're not going with you? Because I can promise you guys, if you just leave it up to a surgeon, it will never get done. And that's how they do it to try to get you pushed out is they're going to just tell you, yep, yeah, sounds great. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with you. We'll, we'll do it. You need to be like, hey, doc, let's, so is it fair to say we'll have you trial your next three cases? You can trial our stuff so you can at least get a feel because again, you didn't ride a bike once and call it good. You had to try it a couple times to get the best feel and I'll be there for every single one. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Okay, can we go, who's your surgery scheduler? Oh, it's, it's Sarah. Great. Can we go talk with Sarah? Can we go, can we go get the, that booked? And at that point they should be like, yeah, yeah, no problem. They're like, nah, I don't know. Okay, doc, no worries. I just, I'm a little confused because you just told me you're all in. You want to try it. I told you I'd be there to support. You said you're struggling with this. Here I am. But now you're saying you don't want to schedule it. Can you, I feel like there's a little hesitation. Maybe there's something I haven't explained better enough or great enough. Can you just tell me what that might be so I can help answer those questions since I'm here right now? And and I want to make sure you feel confident because, again, I don't want you to use something that you're not confident with or you don't think that would actually even help you or your patients. And then usually then you're going to get the real answer. It's either, no, I just don't think it doesn't going to work. I'm happy with what I'm using now. Okay. Or they're going to tell you their objection and then you got to go and handle it. So hopefully this was a quick one. There's going to be so many more episodes like this. Hopefully you guys took this and got a lot of value. This was a lot of just, hey, as you're turning a territory around. Just so you guys know, we will go in um, in the future. I know a lot of the people that are going to be listening to this are first-year reps or associates. And just so you guys know, we will help you. Um, I'm already t- looking at getting one where it's going to help you. How do you get promoted faster? Um, and and specifically just on that, um, what you could be doing. So I just want you guys to know how much I appreciate you. I'm so excited to be bringing this out. Make sure you press that like and subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube, which the making of this, the YouTube's not out. So this is for later on. <laughs> but if you guys are listening on the podcast, a five-star review does help us. So please five-star review, share it with your friends. If that you could do that, that would be absolutely amazing because that's how we're going to grow this channel. Again, I am just here to share my experiences with you guys and hope you get a lot of value so we can help you. And I'm just having you try to learn from my what I've done so you guys don't have to have the same screw-ups and you can have faster success because again, we've had success. We just want to share it with you. So Really appreciate you guys. Hope you have an awesome week and can't wait to bring you the episode from next week.
Peace.